variety of issues. What we see here is a clear violation of one, the rights to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting. Well, thank you for joining us right here on Channel Africa, The African Perspective. Yes, it is 11 o'clock Central African time. Uh, time for African Dialogue with me, Benjamin Mushatama. Remember, we're coming to you live from Johannesburg, South Africa, and right here at the Auckland Park studios of the SABC. Remember, if you're listening to us uh, on the shortwave service, we are on the frequency 9625 kHz on the 31-meter band to Southern Africa. Uh, remember that you can also find us on DSTV on the Audio Bouquet channel, uh, channel 802. Don't forget our website, which is www.channelafrica.co.za. We'll be looking at a political story. The Zambian parliament has, uh, um, I would love to use this word, tentatively approved a 90-day state of emergency decreed by President Edgar Lungu in a move critics say is an effort to tighten his grip uh, in on power. Now, we know that this was said to have been decreed by President Edgar Lung in condition of what has been described as acts of sabotage. Uh, if these acts of sabotage are quelled, then uh, this particular 90-day state of emergency will be actually removed. Now, despite this call by the uh, president, opposition lawmakers in Parliament have boycotted the vote, leaving the chamber with only the 85 members of the President's Majority Party to pass the measure. The country has been tense since the arrest of opposition leader Hakainde Hichilema in April for treason charges. Now, he was arrested for apparently obstructing the President's motorcade. Now, we know that uh, Lung has invoked this issue of emergency powers, alleging that opposition parties were behind a string of arson attacks intended to to create a terror and panic environment in the country, including one that burned down the main market in the capital, Lusaka. So we're going to unpack what's happening in the country currently. Remember, we want to hear from you. So do interact with us on our Twitter handle at Channel Africa One or at African Dialogue. Join our family there. But hey, we've got a new WhatsApp number uh, that uh, uh, you can actually contact us on. Our WhatsApp number is uh, plus two seven seven six three zero zero three three two seven plus two seven seven six three zero zero three three two seven give us your thoughts on the situation in uh, uh, Zambia uh, do you think the arrest of uh, uh, Hichilema was guaranteed was it supposed to actually take in place what do you think of the current situation in Zambia and the political stability instability that the country is seeing uh, currently now let me bring in our guests into uh, the program. We've got uh, Dr. Banyera, who's with us, who's a lecturer of political science at UNISA. He's joining us once again on our program. Thank you, uh, Dr. Banyera, who's on, on the line with us. And we also have uh, Mr. Pamela Shubi, who's the national spokesperson in South Africa. Uh, the National Union of Metal Workers of South Africa uh, were actually uh, marching to the Zambian High Commission in Pretoria uh, yesterday, demanding urgent steps to foster 
democracy in Lusaka. We'll get the the national spokesperson of NUMSA to give us his thoughts on why they did that much. But let me start with you, Dr. Banyera, in terms of looking at the situation. What do we know currently about this 90-day state of emergency? We know that it was something that the president of the country alluded to last week. Your thoughts on this 90-day state of emergency? Um, Thank you for inviting me and good morning to all the listeners. Maybe a good entry point into this discussion would be to contextualize state of emergency, what exactly constitutes a state of emergency. And a state of emergency is an exceptional situation or a crisis of public danger actually taking place or imminent, which affects the whole population of the areas to which the declaration applies and constitutes a threat to the organized life of those specific communities. Mm. So we can ask whether the Asun attacks or whether those fires uh, at the courts in Lusaka, in Kabwe, mm. in Mongu, in Monze constitute a reasonable grounds for the institution of a state of emergency. Remember, a state of emergency can be in place as a result of an actual danger or an imminent danger. One therefore can deduce that the way in which events were happening, the fires uh, in the market, the fires in the course of law, either constituted a present danger or one that was imminent. And on those grounds, it can be argued that the president had reasonable sufficient rationale to evoke this um, uh, state of emergency. Mm-hmm. That being the case, the, the putting in place of a state of emergency, in my view, is a very drastic measure which must be mm-hmm. thought through because it has got repercussions beyond the ones that you intend to solve. For example, if these fires are a real threat, especially to the courts of law, they do not pose just a threat to that when the state of emergency is in place. There are other repercussions that are felt. For example, the rights of citizens to free movement is curtailed. There are certain measures that are put in place. Mind you, the constitution is suspended during this period, and a lot of things may happen when a constitution is not in place. And for me, the thing that we need to talk about is whether there were no other alternatives other than to a state of emergency, which poses a great threat even to Mm. financial markets, even to investor confidence, Mm. even to tourism, Mm. even to the discussions of whether South Africa, sorry, whether Zambia is gravitating towards a failed state. So these activities may warrant a state of emergency, but is it our only option? Well, let me ask that question to Honorable Emmanuel Mwamba, who's joining us as the High Commissioner of the Republic of Zambia. Honorable uh, Mwamba, thank you for giving us your time. In what conditions are we right now when it comes to this 90-day state, uh, state of emergency? There seems to be confusion brought about the fact that opposition members also left the chambers uh, refusing to uh, be part of the vote for uh, this particular 90-day state 
state of emergency. And also we've heard from our guests on the line there, uh, Dr. Banyera, who from a political analysis highlights that this was could have been a drastic measure uh, looking at the situation from his perspective. Your thoughts, Honorable High Commissioner? Uh, thank you very much. Thank you, SBC, and thank you to uh, my fellow panelists. First of all, I wish to clarify and clarify clearly. There is no declaration of state of emergency in Zambia. Okay. That's st- statement number one. Okay. The, uh, what has occurred is what is called a proclamation uh, on public safety. There are ranks, for example, in America, they'll give you color green, it's okay, amber, you know, yellow than red. So it's in um, that line. We have not reached a state of emergency yet. So what has happened is just a mere proclamation of um, a, a, a state of public safety. Um, what this means is that um, there is no curfew in our country. There is no disruption to ordinary life. There is no disruption to business in any way or in any form. The banks are operating, airlines are flying, even the ones that arrive in the night. There is no okay. single cancellation that has occurred. No freedoms or rights have been suspended in any way because it's not a state of emergency. So I thought I could start with that platform. Okay. That um, uh, there is no state of emergency and we have to make it very clear. However, our new constitution, because we have one of the most democratic constitutions, in the past, such uh, a security measure just required the president or the minister of home affairs to proclaim or the, uh, just a simple gazette or such an instrument. In our case, we have a new constitution that requires that any powers any powers, any extrajudicial powers being given require the affirmation of parliament. That is why a mere simple proclamation of, uh, of public safety has gone to parliament, and parliament has reviewed the matter, and in its, uh, in its wisdom it has given that this measure can go on for the next 90 days. What this measure does is to empower more the police than it injures on freedoms and rights of citizens, as it is in a state of emergency. Uh, your second question in relation to members of parliament, opposition members of parliament that walked out, mm. you should understand that uh, the patriotic front, the ruling party, the governing party, enjoys the majority in national assembly. It is just like here. I have seen when I've attend- attended the state of nation address where the opposition both the DA and, uh, and the EAF walk out of parliament. But the business of the day is not disrupted because the ANC has a majority. So similarly, uh, in Zambia, the current status is that uh, the ruling party with uh, some alliance partner from the MMD enjoy a majority and the business of the house cannot be disrupted. In mm-hmm. relation to the act that has precipitated uh, President Lungu proclaim this threat to, 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 to public safety is that uh, following the elections we had in August 2016, uh, the opposition disputed that election, but I should be keen to emphasize that the elections were free and fair, and this is a declaration not mm. of ourselves, mm. or Zambia, mm. but Sadiq Observer Mission, 
the African Union Observer Mission, AISA Observer Mission, the EU Observer Mission, the Commonwealth Observer Mission. They stated that the elections reflected the will of the Zambians. Mm. Uh, however, the opposition disputed that election, but it is within their right. Mm. But we think that the international measure that we were given demonstrates that the elections were free and fair. There could have been irregularities here and there, like it is in any normal election, including mm. America or British or South African elections. But by far, by far, the elections were free and fair. And uh, although the opposition uh, disputed that elections, it's within mm. their right. Mm. They went to our constitutional court, and again, the constitutional court threw out their applications for whatever reasons. But they went to court. Well, I'm going to we take a quick break. Well, Honourable, I, I need to cut you off there because I need Thank to take uh, to stay with us on on the line. But I'm going to have to take a quick break and also bring in also uh, Numsa into the conversation because I have been made aware that they were marching yesterday to the Zambian High Commission in Pretoria, demanding urgent steps to foster uh, democracy in Lusaka. So we'll figure out what their call was and what uh, their interest is in terms of Zambian politics. It's 20 minutes past 11 o'clock clock at Central African time. Very interesting developments as you heard there uh, from the High Commissioner there. The fact that uh, there hasn't been a declaration of a state emergency within Zambia as been reported in mainstream media. Apparently it's a proclamation of public safety. We'll unpack that and also uh, look at uh, the reasons of uh, the uh, certain uh, description of acts of sabotage that have been described by President Edgar what is he alluding to? 20 minutes past 11 o'clock Central African time. Let me take a break. We'll be back. Change Your Game is a program dedicated to SMEs and entrepreneurs on the African continent. Welcome to Change Your Game on Channel Africa, the African perspective. We're coming to you from Johannesburg, South Africa. It is a weekly entrepreneurial program that targets entrepreneurs, especially young entrepreneurs on the African continent. Before we even, you know, talk about the journey, please tell me what an entrepreneurologist is. <laughs> well, that's a question that I get um, everywhere I go. Catches every Friday at 1000 hours Central African time and Saturday at 1300 hours Central African time. Change your game, empowering the next generation of outstanding African entrepreneurs. Yes, you're listening to Channel Africa, giving you the African perspective. Thank you for joining me, Benjamin Mushatama, uh, right here on our show, African Dialogue, from Monday to Thursday. We bring in experts to look at the big subject matters on the African continent. We started our uh, conversation with Dr. Banyera, a political science lecturer at UNISA, unpacking uh, the description of what a 90, uh, what a state of emergency could be and the reasons behind the political situation, saying that uh, uh, the skirmishes that have been taking place in Zambia on the ground did not actually warrant uh, a state of emergency and then we heard very surprising developments coming from uh, the High Commissioner of the Republic of Zambia uh, Emmanuel Mwamba saying they have not declared uh, a state of emergency in Zambia instead it has been uh, a proclamation of public safety a process that's going through the parliament 
parliamentary process. Let me bring in Nunsa Paramile Lubi is on the line, the national spokesperson of uh, uh, the National Union of Metal Workers of South Africa. Paramile, thank you for being patient on the line and, and joining us. Just give us a little bit of uh, a breakdown of why your interest of Zambia and that march yesterday uh, to uh, the uh, embassy in Pretoria. Thank you so much for having me. First of all, I'd like to clarify some of the things that have been raised by the ambassador, uh, Mr. Mwamba, on whether or not there is a state of emergency. I think it is very important for the listeners to understand that the High Commissioner to Zambia embarks uh, and engages in a lot of propaganda on behalf of the Lungu administration. Last week, Edgar Lungu declared, and this you can Google on any news website, Reuters reported it, BBC reported it, the Daily Telegraph reported on it, that he called for the, for the implementation of a state of emergency. And that was precisely what Parliament was dealing with in Zambia yesterday. Um, what he's done by phrasing it as a proclamation is he's trying to tone down the effects of what this actually is and what it means. And the good professor that you have there from UNISA uh, is very correct when he highlights the, the problems that are associated with implementing a state of emergency because, in effect, what it does is it results in even more curtailment or erosion of civil liberties. Now, what we've seen in Zambia for the last year, which is precisely why uh, NUMSA has made a decision to get involved and to highlight the crisis that is developing in that country, is that ever since the elections that took place in, in 2016, there has been an erosion of democratic principles in Zambia. There has been a complete clampdown on independent media houses in that country. The Post newspaper, which is one of the most popular workers' newspapers in that country, was shut down by the Lungu government, uh, where they utilized tax tax reasons as a justification to shut down that paper. That wasn't the only paper that was shut down. You have instances of independent media houses which experienced harassment from the government because of the manner in which they were reporting. Journalists have experienced harassment and assault from police because of, the, of, of criticizing President Edgar Lungu's administration. You also have a situation where workers in that country are unable to organize, they're unable to meet and gather legally without um, authority, mm. arresting them, harassing them, oppressing them. So what, we, what we're seeing taking place in Zambia is an erosion of democratic rights. You've mm. even seen the three arms of the church, the major arms of the church, the Catholic Church, um, as well as um, um, there's two other churches, I don't remember their names, mm. but the, there were three major churches that released a statement two weeks ago condemning the government of Edgar Lungu for its descent into dictatorial and repressive practices. Mm. So why Nunta has stepped in is, first of all, we are a, a trade union that will not tolerate any kind of abuse of power, whether it is in South Africa or anywhere across the, or across the continent. Secondly, in terms of international solidarity, which is a founding principle upon which our trade union operates, our comrades in Zambia reached out to us asking for our assistance, highlighting the problems that are taking place in that country and asking us to assist them in raising their voices in the struggles that they're dealing with in that country. What 
um, uh, Mr. Mwamba is doing is he's doing he's, he's trying very hard to mm. create the impression that all is well in Zambia when in fact it is it is not. Well, let me let me let me let me pose that. Let me. So I'm sorry to cut you off, but I think it's a fair parameter. Let me bring those facts before we carry on back uh, uh, to uh, the High Commissioner himself, just to get some clarification of what you are highlighting there. Uh, Honorable Emmanuel Mwamba, you can hear there from Paramile highlighting the fact that you are watering down the term of the state of emergency decree, saying that also highlighting other areas of uh, governance and really describing a repressive government in, uh, in, in Zambia. What are your responses to some of those allegations made by her? That was my concern with Mumsa in the first place. They seem to have very distorted the set of information. Uh, on the state of emergency, there is no debate. Our constitution provides for a state of emergency. It also provides for the proclamation of public safety. All over the world, there are distinctions. That's why I gave the simple colors. If there's threats to public safety, there's threats to public peace. You've heard America says we are moving our security notch to amber or to red or to code red. Similarly, in our constitution, the state of emergency is a last resort. We have not arrived at last. Of course, you are fighting an imperial media that wish to project us in a very bad light. That we've always stated. And um, they, even when we are telling you there is no state of emergency, Lumsa wants to believe there is a state of emergency. A total fiction of what has not happened in our country. Uh, mm. He says the last one year there's been an, uh, an erosion to, 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 to democratic credentials of our country. And besides the closure of the Post newspaper, well, the Post newspaper has closed because of taxes in excess of $35 million. I don't see any country, and Zambia is a poor country, that will allow such a huge amount to keep on accumulating from 2009. So the post have closed on account of taxes to the Revenue Authority. In its place, the founders of the post, Mr. Fred Membe and his wife, have, uh, have started another publication called The Mast. And it's as fierce as the post. And it's a daily newspaper. If there was no democracy, Mr. Membe would not have started another newspaper despite owing over $35 million to an earlier newspaper he was running. Mm. For the reader's information, Zambia has over 10 newspapers. It has over 15 TV stations, independent TV stations. It has over 80 independent radio stations. Then it has a very vibrant online media. If you see some of the things written on online media, and you know online media is careless. We have a lot of online media in Zambia. Facebook, Twitter, Everything is operating to judge the country on mm. the closure of one newspaper, which has a, a huge debt to the Revenue Authority and other debts in excess of $35 million. Uh, mm. uh, really, is being unfair. Well, I, I, I need the other to, sure. eight zero mm. independent radio stations operate freely broadcast what they want. Well, I need to, I need to uh, move things very quickly on because I, I yes, hear some yes. of the issues that you're highlighting there. But I want to come to Dr. Evaristo Banera in terms of highlighting 
you know the distinguishing factors or the, the how to distinguish between the proclamation of public safety and this decree of uh, a state of emergency your thoughts around these two discussions we have in here both from Paramila's view and uh, uh, the high commissioner uh, dr Penera? Yes, um, thanks, thanks very much, and, and, and thank you, Pagamili Kufi, and the Honorable Ambassador for those views. You can see that these are very polarized views at extreme ends, sure. and that the narratives are completely different. Yes. And one, one issue that we have to grapple with is the interpretation of the law. The law may be there in place, but it could be interpreted uh, either to the left or to the right, either positively or negatively. And this is what is playing out, not only in this discussion, but also mm-hmm. in Zambia and also in Africa. Mm-hmm. And then, you see, the, the, the biggest worry is that if we are really nationalists, if we are really worried about the well-being of Zambians and Africans, we should be at some point be in a position to rise above certain markers, be they ethnic markers, religious markers, or political markers, and do that which is good for Zambians, for Africans. In my view, this is what constitutes nationalism. A nationalist is somebody who loves the nation, and the nation that we are talking about right now is Zambia. Where am I going to? I am moving towards the repercussions of the current state of affairs in Zambia, mm. whether rightly or wrongly proclaimed in order to empower the police, in order to curtail these uh, acts of arson. I am worried about the timing of this proclamation. Okay. Why am I worried? Number one, Zambia is currently facing chronic power shortages. I could be, I, I speak under correction from the ambassador because I have been not been in Zambia for the last three or so months. But my, my understanding is that there are power challenges in Zambia as they are in Zimbabwe. Can, can, you, can you detail those power challenges, doctor? Uh, in, in terms of the wattages or in terms of the... In terms of those power um, dynamics that you're speaking about, what instances can we actually unpack that actually exemplify that, uh, that assertion? No, no, I, I am not talking about power as in political power. I am talking about power shortages as electricity. Oh, okay, I understand, yes. I understand. So, so that's the first issue. My understanding is that there are a few challenges with electricity in okay. Zambia. Okay. Number two, there are, there are high debt levels, just like most African countries. Number three, the price of copper is not very favorable right now. And also, subsequently, the currency, the kwacha, is not at its strongest point. Mm. And there are political tensions, especially with the opposition leader, uh, Hakainde Hichilema. And, 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 and all these unconnected events then tend to have some repercussions that then hit the nation of Zambia. And then when this happens, we are no longer pursuing the national idea because economic growth is being retarded, our people are being hurt. And again, it casts some credibility on the effectiveness of the institutions that were mandated to deal with the causes of this proclamation in the first place. Where are the people that were meant to gather intelligence? 
so that we do not have four courts being torched down. Where are the people that were supposed to do the intelligence so that by the first the second court we do not have any more of these assholes? Mm-hmm. So from a bigger point, Zambians and Africans are the people that stand to lose from these goings on. Mm. Let me bring that back to you, Honorable Emmanuel Mwamba, in terms of uh, what has been highlighted there uh, by uh, Dr. Binyera. The big concern is the arrest of uh, uh, opposition leader Hakainda Hichilema, especially the reason for his treason charges. The mainstream media have been highlighting that apparently it's because uh, he, his uh, group obstructed uh, the current president's motorcade. What's happening with the case of Hichilema? And these tensions are actually heightened because of that particular arrest? Uh, true, we, we are coming from a very contested election in 2016, one of the closest races. So naturally, you expect political uh, tension because the race was closed. But um, uh, Zambia is a well-known democratic state for the last 53 years. We've had elections regularly for the last 53 years. Zambia is the only country, one of the few countries in Africa where the opposition party wins elections and actually are given power. And it has happened twice in our country. And we think that um, what happened in 2016 is more different from what always happens in our country. Uh, however, let me just answer, Doc, and thank you for bringing the issues up. But let me just uh, update him. Mm. The power shortages are behind us. It was, you know, we share Kariba Dam with Zimbabwe. We had poor rainfall one of the worst droughts in the last 30 years in entire Southern Africa. Mm. But last year, into this year, we've had a good rainfall and power shortages are behind us. We have now no more power supplied to, I think, Zambia and both Zambia and Zimbabwe. Our inflation rate is at a single digit, one of the best in Africa. Our national currency, as at today, is at 8 quarter, 8.9. Our currency is actually stronger than the RAND, ASCA, because Africa's business, up to 80% of our investment in our country comes from South Africa. They'll tell you this. Um, copper prices, if you look at all the commodities, are going up, and our minds, there's excitement, because uh, in, in the last three years, this is the highest amount of copper prices that we've uh, experienced at the London mm. Metro Exchange. In, regarding the arrest of the opposition leader, mm. Hakainde Hichilema, uh, the police are not saying it's just a traffic matter. I think they are attributing it way back to after elections on 10th October. That's what the charge sheet reads. The matter hasn't come up to uh, uh, the high court yet. They appeared in the lower, the magistrate court, mm-hmm. because treason cases, rape cases, defilement cases, or any serious or capital offenses are tried at the high court. So the matter has now moved from the magistrate court to the high court. And let me happen. Our judiciary is very, it's, it's a very independent judiciary. There are many cases the state has lost, including Hakainde's uh, uh, cases. He has won some cases against the state, even in this treason case where he got some uh, acquittals in some matters relating to the same case. Mm. So we have uh, faith in our judicial system. There is no abuse of the judicial system. Hakainde Hitchnema is not being held because someone wishes to punish him. That we refuse as Zambians. We, 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 we enjoy our peace, we enjoy our reputation. And that's why we see us come to media to aggressively defend when 
when when the image is is is, is a mispronounced, when the facts are put together in a manner that dents our image, mm. you see us come rush to the media to defend our profile because mm. this is a profile we've built over the last 53 years. Well, I'm going to have to take a quick break there and uh, uh, I just want us to wrap it up because there, as was highlighted by uh, our guest there, Dr. Banyera, we're hearing uh, uh, complete uh, uh, polarized views from this particular show. But here on Channel Africa, we don't enforce one view when you hear these diverse views, especially here on uh, African Dialogue. I'm going to come to you, Paramile, as we wrap up the show. Do stay with me and be patient with me. I want to get your final uh, statements on the program. You are listening to African Dialogue with me, Benjamin Mushatam. Let me take a quick break, just a quick one. We'll be back after this. Good news for listeners in America. You can now listen to Channel Africa by phoning 605-47-1711. So, if you're a Channel Africa listener in America, simply dial 605 471711 Channel Africa giving you the African perspective Yes, giving you the African perspective, uh, that's what we're giving you. Uh, it's been uh, stated on this particular show that uh, no, 90-day state of emergency has not been decreed by President Edgar Lungu. There's only been a proclamation of public safety that has been called through Parliament processes. Uh, that's according to Mr. Emmanuel Mwamba, the High Commissioner and Ambassador at the, the Embassy of uh, the Republic of Zambia in South Africa. And also we have uh, on the line Dr. Veristo Benyera, who's a lecturer of political science at UNISA. Pramile, I'm sure you've been listening, uh, holding your breath there. Uh, we're about to wrap it up. In terms of Noomsa's stance, I know that uh, you insist uh, to uh, say that there are some injustices within Zambia and also uh, the arrest of Hakainde Hichilema is something that you've questioned as uh, Noomsa. Moving things forward, as Noomsa, what would you like to see happening in Zambia? We would like to see a return to democratic principles. We'd like to see the people of Zambia, particularly the workers of Zambia, free and able to organize as they were before. We'd like to see the return of stability to that nation. And I think it's also very important that I clarify some of these issues. We, it's not NUMSA that is making declarations or creating a separate narrative. It is out there in the media. And I urge you, Benjamin, to do your research and you will dig and you will find that what we're telling you... Well, I've done my research, my sister. I'm just letting you have your platform. Sure, sure, sure. It has been widely reported that Zambia is descending into a state of dictatorialism, into a state of authoritarian rule, Mm. and and into a state of anarchy. The arrest of Hakainde Hichilema on trumped-up treason charges. Mr. Mamba is not being honest when he says that um, Hakainde uh, was, not, was not a traffic violation. Effectively, the day he was arrested, he was charged with treason for blocking the president's motorcade. Where in the world does anybody get charged with treason for a traffic violation? That is the state of Zambia today. That is what we're talking about when we say that democratic principles have been eroded. I also want to highlight the fact that in the very same parliament, where this proclamation or state of emergency was passed, 45 opposition MPs were suspended 
for boycotting the president's State of the Nation address. They were suspended by the speaker because he, they dared to, 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 to boycott the State of the Nation address. That is not something that, that takes place in any democratic country. Um, and it is on the record that President Lungu called for a state of emergency. He did. And I want to make it very clear that this is no longer the country that we know as a nation which defended South Africans against the tyranny of the apartheid regime. This is a state that is descending into a, a, a dictatorial regime. Mm. And that is why well, NISA sure. feels it is very important to highlight these issues. Mm. Well, let me wrap it up with you, Dr. Everisto. Just to clarify with Pagamil, I wouldn't come to the show if I did not do my research, but I'm a mediator of conversations. I withhold my opinion to myself. I'd like to remain that kind of talk host who just uh, mediates the conversations and gets different views. Uh, Dr. Benyera, moving forward, what do we do? As Africans, I think we need to find alternative ways of mediating when we have differences. This issue of using um, uh, what I term colonial methods of, um, of solving problems like arresting each other, putting each other in jail, using um, uh, 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 most of the laws that, uh, that, were, that were passed onto us by the colonial system, such as the state of emergency. I think we need to regroup, get together and rethink how we solve our differences. Mm. Because I think the major problem is that this kind of thinking is exactly what got us into these problems. And I'm convinced that it won't be capable to get out of this, uh, sorry, to to help us get out of this mess. We need Mm. a fresh way of thinking. Professor Kasongo called this the mukufularization referring to the way that pres- the, the way that President John Mukufuli is, is 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 going about his presidency in Zambia, maybe sorry in Tanzania, maybe we need that kind of fresh thinking in Africa. Mm. Um, Hi, Commissioner. Let me give you the last uh, say on our program. You've got a minute just to wrap up the show for us. Uh, there's a lot of polarized views in your countries. Definitely there are tensions in the political space. How does your country move forward? No, no, no. For us, we think that this is just a media crisis we have to attend to. The supporters of the opposition leader, especially here in South Africa, is ramped up this image against us and they are fighting us. But uh, I think it's a matter we will attend to. To NUMSA, my advice is that we have a very strong labor movement in Zambia. A labor movement that fought for the liberation of Southern Africa. It was very instrumental even for the liberation of South Africa. It has fought apartheid. It has fought colonialism. It has fought racism. It has fought dictatorship when dictatorship was emerging in our own country in the 70s and 80s. Well, it's we, a very hmm. good labor movement with a distinguished record. Well, it doesn't need lessons from NUMSA. If there is something wrong in our country, you will hear our labor movement rise even stronger than what NUMSA is projecting. Well, I have to wrap it up there. Thank you to uh, Emmanuel Mwamba, High Commissioner of the Republic of Zambia. Thank you to Dr. Evaristo Banyera, Lecturer of Political Science at the University of South Africa. Thank you as well to Pagamile Lubi, who's the National Spokesperson at the National Union of Metal Workers of South Africa. Very robust and uh, multi-views uh, coming uh, from our guests there. You make up your mind of what's happening there. 
and uh, hope that uh, uh, we facilitated this for you to figure out what's happening there. If you have thoughts, do give us your thoughts on info at channelafrica.org. That's our email address. Yeah.